I would just say that, like, I didn't sign up to be a poster child about anything. This was a personal choice. This is something I authentically, genuinely did for myself, actually as a gift to myself, like mm-hmm. an act of self-love. I actually find it quite empowering what I'm doing. Right. I agree in that if women are putting all of their energy and time and focus and money into transforming themselves to adhere to some societal beauty standard, that's not good. I agree with that. I've always stood by the way in which I'm approaching this, which is complete and utter balance in my life. Today's show is brought to you by Nightbloom Vodka, bottled and blended out of Nashville, Tennessee. They have four different flavors. I became familiar with it when I picked up a bottle at Erwan. I love this one infused with citrus. They have one infused with smoked dates. And then, of course, for you vodka lovers who want a great dirty martini, they've got you know, just vodka. So check it out at Air One, or you can follow them at Nightbloom on social media. Kat Sadler, welcome to Not So Hollywood. I am so happy to see you. I am thrilled to see you in person. I feel like we're I always know. DMing and talking, but I haven't seen you in the flesh and you look beyond beautiful. How about so you? I mean, I had to keep up with you. Oh, Seriously, shush. you walked in and it's like, all right, why I think we have a bond, and I've told the story a million times before, but I'm just going to say it again because Kat and I, I think officially first met when we were on our way down to Brazil for movie junkets. We were covering uh, Rio 2, I want to say, the animated yes, movie. Yes. And I was working with Extra at the time and you were working with E. And we got on a plane together and the turbulence uh, had me feeling like we were going <laughs> to die. I can laugh now, but I'm a, I'm a terrible flyer anyway. And I think I was sitting next to you and may have like grabbed onto you. And even you were a little concerned. But (laughs) what I was saying to the guys before you got in here is when you have a moment with somebody like that early on when you're just meeting, Mm -hmm. you create this bond. And Mm -hmm. so I will always love you because of that moment. And then also after that, I got to know you and you're just such a powerhouse of a woman. Gosh, the feeling is mutual. I remember that moment too very much. I remember meeting you prior. I don't know if we were just in we the airport were at the bar or whatever. Together. Bar, definitely yes. at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we were bonding over liquor, and then. Um, but I already took an immediate liking to you. You're so fun, and your energy is through the roof. But then I do remember that moment, and I remember being slightly maternal, wasn't I? Oh like, my I was, gosh, you were like I went into like mom mode at that, and I was like, "It's okay," and I was talking you off the ledge and just hold my hand. But cat. Yeah, I'm not joking. If anybody says, you know, have you had any scary flight stories? That is my number one. Was it that bad? Or did it not scar you? Maybe I've had more trauma in my life. It just (laughs) doesn't really stand out for me. But I am one of those people that like flying. I can sleep on any plane. I don't even think of I don't know. It's a weird gene that I have that I'm I'm chill. I was so lucky. I don't know. I know. I really do think it's genetic. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, um, I'm, I'm glad I was. I'm glad we were, were together. I'm glad we Thank made it. So much. we made it. We've made it. We're still we here. We're here. <laughs> and today, 13 years later, oh and so God. much is going on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've been in the headlines quite a bit lately. I mean, the most recent and biggest change is that you just got a facelift at 48, and have been very open about documenting the entire journey. Yeah. So. 
I want to let people know who are listening and may not have seen this that you look dynamite mm. and it's so subtle the changes. How are you feeling? Good, good, good. And thank you. And isn't it weird? I'm in the headlines because of my facelift. The whole thing is funny to me, right. actually. Um, but I guess, you know, I've always been really transparent and I love like being vulnerable and and speaking my truth. My own podcast is a lot about that, mm -hmm. you know. So um, I feel great. I love how I look. I was very concerned about still looking like myself. I was very intent on really natural results. The doctor that did it, I've known about as long as I've known you, like mm. 13, 15 years. And so I'm super happy. You know, I, I did a, a interview with Glamour once again. Like I, I was kind of surprised that it got so much attention that I was talking mm. about it and really detailing all of the, the nitty gritty. But apparently people are really interested in... Cosmetic surgery, I guess. I mean, it is. It's a big. It is a big, life-altering thing to do to one's face. Yep. I will say. Well, when I read that, because I read the Glamour article, and I was like, nervous. To to be honest, I was like, wait, no, she didn't need that. She's mm. forty-eight years old. She's gorgeous. Mm. She did not need that. Mm. That was the first thing that set in my mind. I was like, wait, why? Um, and then I heard you tell the story about the, your doctor essentially saying to you, no, 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 this could be preventative and actually really. Uh, beneficial to you in the long run. You really don't look like you had anything done. Then again, is it because I didn't see you for a while? I don't. I, the last time I would have run into you would have been like three, five years, right? Like I feel you look like it's the, the some exact event same or something. Person. Really? Okay, good. Well, the people who see me every day, some of my closest friends, my boyfriend, even my children, everyone is like, "Wow!" Because. It, I, I feel and look refreshed. And the okay. people who saw me every day, I mean, you know, pictures that were all staring at me on Instagram, maybe you're like, you look the same. Well, I'm putting my best pictures on Instagram, not the ones when I look super tired or I right. maybe look sad. Like that was my thing. It was, I kept, I kept catching glimpses of myself and I was just in my face, very little volume. You know, that's what happens when we age. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's fine. It wasn't like I was self-loathing or I had self-hatred. I just thought, how can I improve this? How can I tighten my jaws? How mm -hmm. the neck, you know, is definitely like a glaring sign of getting older, which the neck, again, I, can't, I, I mean, I can't stand my neck. I, it's I'm, just like a thing. And you you're know? being honest. And that's what I found is most women were saying the same thing to me. I can't stand my neck. It's driving me mm -hmm. crazy. Why, why my lips are going down. I look sad when I'm not. So I had had enough of those little bubbling moments of concern mm -hmm. that I was like, well, what are my options? And so it does sound drastic. And it is a big consideration, and especially when my doctor was like, well, you could do the facelift and the neck lift, and while we're at it, you know, those hooded eyes are bothering you, and you look so sleepy all the time. So, listen, he was wonderful, and I love that you say that it looks subtle. I mean, heaven forbid you come out looking like somebody totally different and uh, looking plastic. That is not what I was going for. Right, and you still have expression on your face. It's not like you're sitting there with everything frozen. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So. I guess because there is this perception, I think facelift, you know, an older woman who's kind of yeah. been through it all. Um, and, and I go, I'm picturing saggy to complete tightness, yeah. but that's not necessarily what happens when you go in for this. And what also I find interesting is I was just thinking in my head, like five, seven, even 10 years ago, nobody was publicly talking about their injectables. You would never say, Oh, I just got Botox. I went to this, you know, Juvederm party. 
And so the fact you're really a pioneer in this, in a sense, because the fact that you're coming out and saying, I mean, now everyone's talking about injectables, right? But you're coming out and saying, oh, I got a facelift. Yeah. Better yet, let me tell you all about it. Mm. It's like your narrative now, in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, is is really creating a new conversation for women. Well, good, and I'm glad to hear you say that. And 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 maybe that is true. And and to your point about being younger, I, I, you're certainly not alone. Like that seems to be like a big part of the feedback is 48. That's too young. And you know, we think of our mother's facelift or the mm, old fashioned exactly. facelift we just heard Sarah Jessica talking about, like about like you you know mid 50s, maybe it's 60. Here's the thing. Why should we have to stare in the mirror for another 10 years before we deserve that facelift? Mm -hmm. You know, live with just getting older, live with being unhappy, live with that distraction of that saggy neck or whatever. When you can take care of it now Mm -hmm. as maybe a little younger, your your body is going to adapt better. You're going to heal better. You're going to recover better. Everything is working for you. And by the way, I'm going to enjoy the next five years till I'm, you know, 53 and I'm going to still look really good. It's going to buy me another 10 to 12 years. It's like perimenopause and menopause. Same yeah. conversation. It used to be, oh, you know, white knuckle it. You'll be fine. Live through it. Survive. Get to the other side. Why should we just suffer? Why is women? Why is that always our go to? It's fine. Right. You'll be OK. Just endure. I'm not. I'm not I don't want to endure without that. some help. I'm not down for that yeah. anymore. When we <laughs> Somebody have help me through it. Yeah. And if you can be helped through it, that's a great that's thing. It. Just hey, support. I, I have a question for you. I was looking at your Instagram too. And of course, you have so much uh, a positive feedback and support and all of that. And then you'd get someone like Adrian Curry, who was on uh, America's Next Top Model. And I'm sure you you saw the comments as well. And she was kind of saying, you know, you're playing into um, this unrealistic expect. Um, by the way, paraphrasing, it's the unrealistic realistic expectation where women are supposed to look good and and society standards and you know basically she, there was not much support there. Mm, she I came- didn't even see that one. Okay, and so people that shows you how much I care. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, Don't but it. but I do love a conversation, and that's okay. She's totally entitled to yeah, her opinion, yeah, and yeah. I think there are women who would and men who yeah. would agree with her. Yeah. Who, so whomever is in that boat. What is your opinion? How do you respond to them? Explain the boat for me, just because I didn't see it again. Paraphrase for me one okay, more time so, so I can make sure to respond appropriately. Saying, um, you're creating, I'm, I'm playing, you're playing in. into the un- unrealistic societal standards that women are always supposed to look good all the way through yeah. by, and by getting work done and the yeah. filters and all that. I would just say that, like, I didn't sign up to be a poster child about anything. This was a personal choice. This is something I authentically, genuinely did for myself, actually as a gift to myself, like Mm -hmm. an act of self-love. I actually find it quite empowering what I'm doing. Right. I agree in that if women are putting all of their energy and time and focus and money into transforming themselves to adhere to some societal beauty standard, that's not good. I agree with that. I've always stood by the way in which I'm approaching this, which is complete and utter balance in my life. You know me. I do hot yoga. I meditate. I journal. I've done the healing. I have a therapist. So I've done so much inner work that for me, it's just, why can't I balance out my overall spirit and energy and frequency in my life 
and do some refreshing and enhancements on the outside. Right. If it were chronic, if I were doing this every year and if I were posting about every next, uh, you know, new best beauty cosmetic treatment and that became my actual only identity and narrative, yeah, I would say I'm a big contributor into making women feel a certain way or feel obligated to maybe you know, look a certain way all the time. But that is you, that is not what I'm doing. And, and also, it's not one big conclusive judgment on one little part of my story. This is just one part completely. of me. It ain't all of me. And I'm sure you have friends who would never want to go under the knife. It's a very personal decision. I have friends who don't do Botox. And no. then I have other friends who've got fake everything head yeah. to toe. I think, it, I think it gets tied in because of what we really you two do as a profession right if you if we were just walking around and we did this right you can say personal but it innately gets tied into mm -hmm. what your profession's been so is it did this person do this because they felt the pressure of mm -hmm, what they see mm -hmm. out there mm -hmm. and i think that's where the conversation well goes, i think it's it's a really good right? point too and that also brings me to were there experiences um, in the television industry or also maybe personal relationships, people you've dated, things that brought up insecurities for you, like, I'm not pretty enough. Mm. I do need to look better. Mm. And I know you said it was strictly for you, you mm -hmm. looking in the mirror. Mm. But even if it's a subconscious thing, mm -hmm. do you think any of those experiences led you to want to, quote, look different or enhance? Mm. Um, or am I digging way too deep? No, no. I think... I don't think it has to be so extremely black or white. Of course, I work in Hollywood. Of course. Well, and by the way, I, I've, I've never been less visible, actually. I mean, I have a podcast and I produce that out of my own house, but I'm not on TV every day like I once was. So, you know, maybe 10 years ago, if I did this, when I was like in the public eye every single day and I was trying to hold on to a job and I, mm. you know, it would be different. But but today that really it didn't felt like desperate. Yeah. Oh, my God. You'd be like, it, was, it feels like you're just like holding on yeah. so tight to yeah. something that and i will to your point i remember let's say 10 years ago being in the business and looking to women also in the business who were older who were doing work and watching their faces change Turn. and oh. and not and not necessarily um it saddened me because i remember looking at them and thinking oh boy this feels like desperation holding on to maybe hold on because we you know we do work in a very vain business this is entertainment and we are disposable and sadly our looks are very much a part of that so i guess if i again were living that life it'd be different but but this subconsciously sure i'm sure somewhere that permeates in there um but no i didn't feel like i had to do this to prove anything to um to to gain like um some type of value externally from the business like i've never been further from the business and by the way never been happier, happier. like you could have gotten away with not talking about it and people wouldn't look at you and be like she had something done because you're just so refreshed and beautiful uh which brings me to the point, why the hell talk about it? Yes. I'm so glad you asked me that just for context, because this hasn't been out there as much. And unless you are following my career every single day, like I've had a video series called Midlife and Me. I'm really passionate about studying this season of life for women, you know, mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. about perimenopause, talking about how our bodies are changing, talking about our sleep is dis disrupted, talking about all the parts of getting older 
This just happens to be one corner of that. And so as a journalist and as a person who likes information, I've been kind of using all of my platforms as this space to inform women, women leading into this Mm -hmm. stage of life or actually in this stage of life, what is available to us? What treatments as in hormone replacement therapy? Is it good? Is it bad? Does it work? You know, what are all the things we can do in life to feel better in our skin? So this was just one extension of all of the things that I've been looking at. And so why wouldn't I talk about it? Because if I can go through it on my own and have the experience and then talk about it. And by the way, talk about it. Honestly, it mm-hmm. wasn't perfect. My first two weeks were hell. I yeah. mean, I'm still trying to even speak correctly in the way that I used to even speak. Like last night's sleep, terrible. I'm still on my back. I can't sleep on my side. Like it's not nice to go through this. And and someone might ask like, then why even do it? But again, like the other side of that is with no makeup on, not a stitch of makeup Every morning for me lately has been like Christmas. I'm like, I feel refreshed. I love looking in the mirror. I just have a certain like extra energy that I love. So that's why. You like what's looking back at you. And so were your expectations um, exceeded? Yes. Oh, I love hearing that. (laughs) I do. And just again, you mentioned like, you look kind of maybe like you did 10 years ago. My doctor told me, and I didn't even know this until recently. He said the night before the surgery, he had gone online and he'd studied my face, even though we've known each other for a long time. But he's like, I was looking at pictures of you from 10 years ago. Like I really wanted to like map your face, learn what you used to look like. So, I mean, gosh, isn't that a present? Okay. (laughs) And that's that's what we just just said right here. You look the same you did 10 years ago. So maybe, uh, by the way, he totally achieved it. Yeah. Hey, I want to switch gears for a second because there is so much to get to and you do seem happier than ever, really. You left E, I think it was 2017. So it's been about five and a half years. Is Uh that right? Yep. Any, if you, okay, let's first explain what happened. You left because there was uh, inequity in in how much you were getting paid versus what your co-host was getting paid, Jason Kennedy. Mm Any regrets with how that went down? Because mm. it was a bombshell at the mm-hmm. time. I remember, you know, as somebody also in the industry, wait, I was like, wait, she did what? No. And I'm sure you heard a lot of that. Oh, my gosh. Again, go, she another, did what? Another. It's so interesting. Like, how how about the two, like, biggest notable things in the news in regards to me is gender pay <laughs> inequality and my face slipped. Like, it's like two very different polar opposite kind of things to get attention for. I, I did tell that truth and I did share that, you know, my reason for leaving on my blog. But yeah, it caught on like wildfire and people were reacting like you and people not just in our industry, but women across literally the world in all industries were like, Oh, wow. Like We sparked another conversation. I mean, Time's Up was born like 10 days after I left E, mm-hmm. and we were already in the middle of the Me Too movement, and it was these other women that I had been reporting on that kind of gave me the The Jennifer guts. Lawrence's. I yeah, remember that. Gave me the guts to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose the response was like, whoa. I mean, because you know. I mean, it's a very competitive business. I mean, there are girls girls, namely, that would do my job for free, right? Uh, so I, I, a lot of people are like, what? You would walk away from that kind of job, that position, which once upon a time was a dream job for me. But I was left with no choice at that time. I had zero regrets about that decision. Honestly, it was the best, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Still to this day. Oh, yeah. And you I'm never- so different, Adriana. Like, I am not the same person sitting here as I was then. 
it's like it was all I listen this is the deep me this is the kind of like existential universe like the universe has my back kind of me but that was that was all supposed to happen Happened, the way it yeah. did and I'm supposed to be where I am today and it's all looking back and reflecting it, it's it all happens for a reason it was such a ballsy move mm. you know I was just Thanks. such a yes yeah I mean and and you did scary. have the support I remember you had Jennifer Lawrence on your podcast not long after that Mm-hmm. And she was one of the big names, the sort of powerhouse in the movie industry who was doing mm-hmm. the same thing, saying, this isn't fair. Why am I not getting paid the same amount? Yeah. Um, there were so many wonderful women supporting me. But even you mentioned five years ago, look at how much the conversations changed. Because now that's that's like another every other Tuesday. People are talking about mm-hmm. who's getting paid. Are we getting paid, paid the same as our mm-hmm. male co-stars or co-hosts or whatever? I love that now it's like it's not abnormal to talk about pay it, it's not abnormal to talk about the disparity wait are people getting paid in hollywood these days <laughs> that's getting what i paid was gonna all? say nobody's getting paid nobody's getting paid i mean <laughs> you've obviously seen it, it feels like you're doing 20 jobs for half of the payment of half of one job i don't know if, if you feel the same well but the industry has really shifted industry shifted the landscape has changed what we're creating why we're creating where it's landing i mean cable's about to just like uh, like i look at my old show that i used to host and and you know i hear things i don't know as fact but like like people are like more people are watching somebody's instagram live than they are cable news sometimes so things are changing people are going online so as it pertains to pay, I don't, I don't know. I don't have those facts or information. That's why I'm working for myself now. It's, Isn't it empowering? Then you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes you have to you build make it. your own schedule. You have to build you it. Ta- talk about what you want. Yep. Build it. And hopefully they will show up to yeah. support it. Yeah. Do you talk to Jason still? No, I don't. I mean, I've seen him and it's been all love. I saw him outside of a grocery store and we hugged it out. It's always like. You know, I think we'll always be rooting for each other, mm-hmm. but we don't stay in touch. No. And, you know, I think we were ready and we were on set every single day. So we were like brother and sister. And, you know, because of just circumstantially being together all the time, we were in touch. So mm-hmm. we're not anymore, though. But no hard feelings in that sense. Oh, no. He he wasn't the problem. Right. You know, it's not so his fault. So he didn't take it's, it personally, what, what went down. I mean, you'd have to ask him. I don't think it was easy for him. Yeah. I think a lot of people pointed the the news at him for some kind of response um when really it was the system's fault it was the corporation's fault it was the decision makers fault it was the you know the executives fault they were at fault jason wasn't at fault i've always said that and sometimes we cross paths with people as you said, and you mm-hmm. pick up where you left off, yeah. like you and Jason, where you yeah. popped into him, ran into him at a supermarket, and who knows when it'll happen again. I know. I'd love to see him because I know he's a dad now. And, you know, yeah. my kids were always on set growing up, and he was always around my kids when they were little. Like and Uncle so, JJ. <laughs> big time, big time. And, I, you know, I'm moving soon, and I've been looking through so much old material photos keepsakes so it's been wild what does that bring up for you honestly because like to me i'll tell you what as the least sentimental person in the world (laughs) that to me is a headache i'm just like take it all 
and put it in the trash bin. Like, that's me. Meanwhile, my husband would be like holding on to every little insignificant, significant piece of history. But what does that do for you? No, I'm I'm more like you in this respect. One of my friends who was on my podcast said, she's like, what's the thing you leave when, you you know, what's your house is on fire? fire. What do you take? And like, I said something and it wasn't photos. She's like, what about your photos? And I'm like, I have an eh, I have a cell phone eh, for that. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like I, I I've been going through my attic of 13 years of keepsakes, and I've just been tossing most what everything. What is the deal? I everything. feel like there's actually something wrong with me. Like I'm more emotionally invested in something that happens to my animal. Mm. But if you would pick and say to me right now, you're moving to Argentina tomorrow with just like you and your fa- your, your the four of your family, and you're leaving everything behind, would you be okay? I'd be like, peace, I'm out. Like this is just I. You could kind of pull me up and plot me anywhere and nothing means anything except the people I'm with right mm. your family yeah. your animals yeah. like that's it well see now I want to do the psychology of that for you okay what like, is that I don't know because I'd have to interview you to find okay, out well, but I would I want to say I I'd be like in... what was your childhood how oh, many so... homes did we live in like I'm kind of yeah. the same way like... well I'll tell you it was actually probably too really stable in uh-huh. that I mean I had a crazy relationship with my mom but the stability of being raised in one house the house where my daughter sleeps now when she sleeps at my parents' house. It's the same bed. Interesting. So there was so much stability, and I'm more of a free spirit in that sense. Well, maybe that's why you're not holding on or maybe. attaching because your security is within you. It's not the things or the homes or the walls. Right. The, it's great. all just stuff. Yeah. It's really stuff. I'd yeah. like to hope that part of it means I can be adaptable. Yeah. Maybe that's you the are. good side of it. Sounds, <laughs> I don't yes. know. Um, there's a lot of cons, though, too. And when I have hard times, I do drink through it. So you <laughs> do not do that anymore. You do not do I that don't. anymore. I, don't. I thought you were on a sober kick, but you're like, yeah. Yeah, just more intentional. Yeah, no. Again, how old are you? I'm 42. I just turned 42. You're a baby. Okay. So (laughs) when I hit 45, I started feeling different. I really, really did. I grew up with alcohol in my family. Everybody kind of drank. You know, I'm from Midwest, Indiana. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just always around. That Mm -hmm. is what you did socially for fun. You know, I was in a small town. We didn't really have museums to go to. We just went to the fields and drank beer. You know, that was just very much culturally what I was used to. And then that didn't change in my adult life. You know, I was always just a social drinker. Mm -hmm. I, you know, never problematic, but always drinking. I mean, that was part of, I would say five days a week, you know, even if it was a glass of wine at dinner while making dinner for the kids or even doing yard work, I'd have a beer. And so it's weird as I turned 45 and I started really noticing like my, um, hot flashes and like all these things are changing with my hormones and my overall wellness. Mm-hmm. And every doctor I went to, including my acupuncturist, my, you know, Chinese medicine doctor was like, you gotta stop with the alcohol. Like that oh. is why. And so, by the way, you know, we love our hot yoga, but I was doing all of this every day that was good for my body. I was doing, you know, I was, I eat really well. And I like, mean, look at you. And I, and you, I, and I like work out and I, yeah. But then I'd have three margaritas with my friends and right. then I feel like shit. And I was like, wait, why, why did this I doesn't do make sense. Yeah. So I just started experimenting with like, Maybe I'll just drink when I'm at a restaurant, not at home. Or maybe I'll just only drink when I'm on vacation in Cabo. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, so my first move, though, was I cleared out my bar at home. And I was like, 
I have this beautiful like Wait, Art Deco bar. I would cry at that if I left that behind. Maybe I would take my booze out of the burning fire. Okay, go on. <laughs> but I, I had the beautiful bottles of wine on my bar. I had the gorgeous tequila bottles. I love glassware, so yeah. I have all these beautiful vintage glasses. Beautiful. I took, ev- I took all the booze, put it down in the cabinet, closed the doors, and I was just like. I just want to put that there for a minute. It'll still be there if I need it. By the way, my kids went through it because they're old. They're of age. I was like, where did all the tequila go? It's gone. Um, but but I just noticed almost instantly how much better I was feeling. And I'm not kidding. Like actually waking up less foggy. I don't have like the lack of clarity when I'm trying to remember words and do interviews. Mm. Like everything got sharper for me. And so I, I still, again, like it was 4th of July, I had a Budweiser. Did I have six? No. What You know, right. like I went out to dinner with friends a couple weeks ago for a birthday celebration. Did I do the shots when they were passed? Nope. Felt great the next day. So it's just like, it's being mindful. And actually that applies to everything in my life. I'm just everything with intention. Just know your why. And I'm even preaching that to my 22-year-old son in regards to alcohol. I'm like, just know why you do it. Like, I don't care what you do. I mean, I care. But like, just think about it. At least behind. think about it. Be right. At least think about it. It is poison. Well, I hate to point that out because I love you. And I just want you to think I about know it. That. You know what and I mean? You're right. Like, and I like, am that. It's exactly. Listen, we're very similar in a lot of ways. Okay. Everything you're saying, I can relate to. Especially with the, I try to keep healthy. I'm, I'm almost entirely vegetarian. You know, I do hot yoga all the time because mentally it's so empowering for me and physically I feel good. And then I, and then I drink vodka a yeah. lot. You know what I mean? It's um, weird. I really, here's the other wine, side of that. Love wine too. I, I was also looking at some other well known figures. Let's say Jennifer Lopez, who I know drinks a little, but like, I thought she didn't drink at all. You know, it just came out in the news that she's she like, is I no, do drink because she, because she has the liquor line. Exactly. And people were pissed about that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm like, I look at these people I admire who have accomplished so much. And even Kim Kardashian, not a big partier, right? Like people that are really accomplishing stuff in their lives who actually are really productive and, and really like focused. And I'm, and I'm like, well, they're not drinking. So for me, it was just like, let me experiment also if I, cause I'm not sober, but what if I took a year of my life and didn't, what might that look like? And, and I would just, I'm curious to know, like, what am I capable of? What, mm-hmm. what have I not done? Maybe that's held me back in ways I'm not even aware of. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's it. Because you're right. So it's not black and white yet again. Yeah. Um, I want to just throw like a f- couple quick questions at you more rapid fire because we have to wrap up soon, but I, I wish I could talk to you for hours. You are in a new relationship. Not new. What? Has it been a year now? You and Greg? It'll be two years in October. Two years. Mm. Are you so happy? <laughs> How many so's can I put on that? So, 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 so happy. It's my healthiest adult relationship I have ever been in. I am truly in love. He seems incredible. Just like such a kind person. Where do you see yourself in five years? Mm. You know, I am at such a crossroads. Both of my kids are leaving the nest. <laughs> you know, I I am moving to Malibu within months, but I am not tied to anything. And it's, I feel very liberated. So 
you know what? I might be somewhere in Tuscany in five years, Adriana. I don't know. Like the beautiful thing about our work now is I feel like I can do it from anywhere in the world, truly. Maybe I'll do a travel show. That's something I always dreamt of doing when my kids were young, but I knew I couldn't because I was momming it. So I I don't know what it looks like, but I know that it looks nothing like it does today for me. How exciting. Wow. And the last question is... We're just going to end on a fun note here. Um, You've been so open about your own journey with everything, essentially. I mean, we were talking about, you know, perimenopause, all that, and and the the, um, facelift and all that. I want to know how many people in Hollywood have actually had these facelifts and are not talking about it. Well, I'd be guessing, but... A shit ton. Do Sorry. We, do, do you know them, Kat? Like, do you know who's had a facelift, who's not talked about it? Um, No, because I have heard. But again, it's hearsay. Okay, fine. And people have said things about me a million times that aren't true. So I, I could tell you, I could tell you, well, I can't because I won't. But I, <laughs> I think of people who I believe have had work done who aren't saying it. And, and, and it does, there's a part of me that, that like is bothered by that because it's just like. Don't I, fake it. Because. Again, back to public, you know, the court of public opinion, at least I'm talking about it. You know what I mean? And there are many people. I It bothers me so much when I look at comments on on Star's Instagrams and they're like, oh, my God, best makeup ever. And I'm like, well, she clearly took advantage of like some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Like it. Wait. Last question. Last question. I swear I'm wrapping up. (laughs) Favorite interview you've ever conducted. (gasps) I mean. It's, you know, that's hard to answer. Okay. I, I, I can mean, turn it on you. Fine. Take, mine? D- yeah. Dave Matthews. Okay. You because know. I'm a super fan. Okay. okay. How about you? Well, I, I feel like we've dropped her name so many times. I'm going to say Jennifer Lawrence and only because it was in my bed at my home. Done. It's hard to top that. Can't beat that. It's hard to top that. Kat Sadler. Mm. I love you. You're love the bomb, you baby. Love you. That Gorgeous. was so fun. Thank you, Kat. Till next that time. Was great. So fun. <laughs> 